Hello and welcome to the Orchid Story Podcast for women who've experienced a big event in their lives that divided it into the before and after. I'm Rachel Nussbaum and I'm here to help you find meaning and healing through personal narrative now that your life looks different than the one you expected. I'm sharing stories from real life. The details may be different from your story, but the connection is universal. Head to orchidstory.com to get access to my free on-demand video training, a self-coaching session, so that you can start finding yourself, happiness, and purpose again. Now, on to the show. Hi, my friends. It's Rachel here from Orchid Story. I am really excited to be recording my first podcast of 2021. Thanks for giving me patience and letting me be in a bit of a cocoon, I think, for the winter. It has been a really interesting time to undergo a huge loss. I lost my mom in November 2020. And being in the middle of the pandemic during this time, I think has afforded me an opportunity to sink into the grieving process that I may not have otherwise had, or maybe I would have pushed it aside in a different way or kind of plowed through. But because I've had so much time and space, especially for me personally, a ton of time, energy was dedicated to caring for my mom. So now that she's not here, I really have had a huge space in my life open up and I'm I'm trying to let it let it be as it is and not forcing anything and giving myself what I need. And again, I think it's due to the pandemic that I'm able to do this. So in, in a way I'm I'm grateful for this time and not to demean or diminish anyone's experience of COVID-19. And there's been so much loss from this virus. It's, it's unfathomable, unfathomable. But for me, it has been a time where I have just extra white space. And so I've used it. I've not pushed myself. I've not, um, you know, asked too much of myself, I don't think, in, in any way, mental, physical, uh, emotional. And so the result of that has been not what I expected my grieving process would look like. I just recently wrote a new blog about this grief I've been experiencing. So you can check that out over on the Orchid Story page. If you go to the blog, it's a postcard from the bunkers of grief. And I just talk about how it's looked different than I expected. I expected tons of emotion, a lot of sadness. I haven't really felt that. I felt more a um, dampening of emotion, like a blanket's been thrown on my emotion. It was so interesting because after I wrote that piece, I asked, I had the whole thing written. I mean, it took me, you know, time to write that piece over a week, maybe two. And it wasn't until I was done, which was recently. So in the spring of 2021, I finished that piece and I lost my mom in November. So it's been a while. Anyway, after I wrote 
the entire essay, read it through, it dawned on me that this may be depression. And I am fortunate because I have not suffered from depression in the past. And it it was just such a good reminder of how writing can get us to reflect on something that maybe has been there this whole time, but that we haven't noticed. It's just such a useful tool. And if you're struggling with something or even not, like I wasn't, I'm not really struggling with this whole grief process. It's just, I'm again, trying to let it be what it is. And I don't, necessarily think I am experiencing depression. Things have changed as spring has come on for me. But how useful and important is that to plant the seed of Rachel? Consider that this might be depression. Reflect on it. Come back to it. And if you feel like you need help, more help, because I already... (laughs) you know me, I'm usually on top of my mental health game and the mental health of my family. But if I need more help, I need to find it. So that's where things stand in my neck of the woods. I am coming back on the podcast to do a series about trauma. There will also be written versions of um, sort of these same topics that you can find on my website or through my newsletter. So if you're not signed up for my newsletter, make sure you go over to orchidstory.com on the front page, the homepage, and sign up if you like to see, you know, if you like to hear it here on the podcast and you like to see this in writing too. I know I like to let things sink in in different ways. So please join me on the newsletter if you haven't yet. I have a like I said, a series about trauma to explore with you. And I'll also be bringing on interviews and new guests to walk through their stories with us. I'm really excited. I love the podcast and I've missed talking with you in this intimate way. So thanks again for your patience with me and for welcoming welcoming me back here. Today's episode is have you experienced trauma? So not every women, woman that I work with at Orchid Story has experienced trauma. I would say that women usually fall into one of two categories. The first being this feeling of having lost yourself. Like I was a single mom. I was working to pay for my mortgage and to put food on the table for my kids and I never stopped to consider myself and now that my kids are growing up and I have finally time to think about my life, I don't even know who I am anymore. That's the first category of of women that I work with and the second is uh what I talk about maybe more often, which is a traumatic experience where something big has happened in your life and you have the feeling of life being divided into before the event or the experience and after. And some people don't really know where they fit in. My belief is that all adults, most kids too, have been through a traumatic experience in some way, shape or form, but it hits us differently. So our response to that trauma really impacts how we will cope 
right? And whether we will have lasting effects or not. And that's actually my episode for next week. So I'm not going to go into the response to trauma today, but today's episode is about trying to learn what is trauma. Okay. So that's what we're going to do today. And I hope that you find this useful. I've had people ask a lot about what qualifies as trauma. And I think it's an important area of discussion for us. If we're talking about big things that have happened in our lives, how do we characterize that? Is it trauma? Is it not? And I, it's important to say that I am not in a mental health expert. Uh, you know that I'm trained as a genetic counselor and I've done a lot of work in psychosocial areas, have a lot of knowledge, but that's not how I've been trained as a mental health provider. So this is my definitions from my experience working with a lot of women in the genetic counseling arena with cancer, and then now working through Orchid Story with lots of women who've been through different traumas, anywhere from childhood sexual abuse to divorce or a breakup and everything in between. So that's where I'm coming from. It's not medical advice. It's a discussion about my perspective on the definition of trauma. So I believe that a traumatic experience is something that shakes you to your core. You start to question everything when you've been through trauma. And by that, I mean you question even whether the beliefs that you held really close to you before are even true anymore. And I've written about this in terms of putting on a new pair of glasses. That's how I have many times in my life experienced trauma is like something happens. It's almost like you're wearing a new pair of glasses. The whole world looks different. Like you have on these new lens that reshape everything. That's how I think about it. So a traumatic event can make it hard for you to cope and function in your normal day-to-day. We often think that in order for something to be considered trauma, it has to be one of those sort of classic examples of, uh, of trauma that we, we know Um, So things like being a combat war veteran or a natural disaster, like a huge storm hits and destroys someone's home, a serious car accident, rape, childhood abuse and neglect, domestic violence, imprisonment, terrorism, exposure to gun violence. Like these are all pretty clear, right? I think if you have experienced one of these, I'm sure it's obvious to you that that was a traumatic experience. But there it's way it goes way beyond that and I want to explore a little bit more about what it can look like outside of those more traditional examples of trauma. And the the first thing I'd like for us to explore outside of that is all of the research that has been done on adverse childhood experiences. They call these ACEs. And there's been a ton of studies that have been done into adverse childhood experiences. So this is a big body of research uh, that has been conducted by lots of different people. But oh, a lot of the data came out of a, 
a study from the 1990s of more than 17,000 people. And this study was done by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention and Kaiser Permanente, which is an insurer, private insurer in the U.S. And they wanted to know how what happens in your childhood impacts your well-being as an adult. So the definition of these ACEs is important and I want you to consider if these are true for you as I read through what they are. So five ACEs are personal, physical, and this this is an experience that you've had between the ages of zero and 17. So as a child, physical abuse, verbal abuse, sexual abuse, physical neglect, and emotional neglect. And you get to define those things. So nobody else gets to tell you whether you've experienced that. And the other five are related to family members or caregivers, whoever were the people that took care of you as a child. So the other, these other five are a parent who's an alcoholic slash, slash addiction. I think, you know, any kind of addiction, a mother or caregiver who's a victim of domestic violence, a family member in jail, a family member diagnosed with mental illness and experiencing divorce of parents. So each one of these ACEs counts as one. As an example, if you had a parent who was an alcoholic and your parents divorced when you were 12, your ACE score would be two. And so what this big study in the 1990s found was that two-thirds of people had at least one ACE score, a score of at least one ACE. And then out of all those people who had at least one, 87% of them have more than one. What that means is that it's really common to experience trauma as a child. So I'm trying to here normalize this idea that if you raised your hand to one or more of those ACEs, you're not by any means alone. And these some of these are some of the studies that have shown us exactly how common even the more severe end of the spectrum is with uh, childhood abuse of any sort. So the results of this study and then also a lot of studies that have come out since then have showed us that there is a link between childhood trauma and chronic disease. Again, chronic disease that develops as an adult. So things like heart disease, cancer, diabetes. So those are all physical manifestations, right? Physical conditions. So interesting that there is this link that seems to connect trauma to those physical outcomes. And there are also mental well-being outcomes, as you might imagine. Um, Those include anxiety, depression, suicide, and PTSD. So generally speaking, what these studies have found is that the more ACEs you have, the greater your risk is of one of these negative outcomes. 
And I mean, another important point here is that all of these ACEs are preventable. No one should have, no child should have to deal with them. But I think the reality is that we do, and I'm working with adults, so we can't go back and change the past. But there are many ways that we can process these ACEs and try to examine our stories in new ways, right? That's what I do at Orchid Story. ACEs have also been found to have an impact on a person's ability to, to get an education, to find a job, to make a living. And then, you know, we have to bring justice and equity into this conversation because if a community has um, high rates of violence or high rates of poverty, high unemployment rates, they are more likely to experience more ACEs. So it's just obviously multi-layered and really complex. Um, And if you want to know more about ACEs, I have a really good resource that I will put in the show notes so you can take a look and try to calculate your ACE score on your own. So again, I think one of the main take-home messages from all this data is that Childhood trauma is common. It's also possible that you had a delightful childhood and did not um, score zero on your ACE score, but you may have had other traumatic experiences, right, that didn't fit into those classic examples and also don't fit into ACEs. So things can occur over time and have a cumulative effect. So for example, um, just thinking about everything that's going on with um, racism and uh, racial justice in our country in the U.S. right now, if you are a member of a black community that has been exposed to racism, even if you yourself have not been a victim of police brutality or, or even witnessed police brutality, but simply have been immersed in that environment for a long period of time, that can cause trauma for sure. Um, Homelessness or even um, someone who's had to move around a lot and has um, just faced issues with regards to housing and stable housing, that can cause trauma. Interacting with the justice system over time can cause trauma. People with chronic illness who've had to encounter or interact with the medical system, that can cause trauma. A breakup or a divorce. A partner with addiction, a child with addiction, someone who was bullied as a child or has emotionally abusive adult relationships, all of these things can be traumatic. So I'd like to end here with a couple of questions that you can ask yourself and maybe pull out a piece of paper and a pen or come back to these when you have your journal in front of you. And if you're curious about exploring whether you've been through a traumatic experience, ask yourself these questions. And again, these are from me that I developed uh, from my own experiences and the experience of 
experiences of the many women that I've worked with. So number one question, did the experience affect your ability to function in your typical activities? So in your work life, your home life, um, with your family, whatever obligations you have, did the experience affect your ability to function in them? Number two, does the world look and feel different to you following the experience? Like you're seeing everything through a new pair of glasses. Number three, what's your ACE score? And number four, what does it feel like to me when I ask myself the question, was this trauma? Just ask yourself the question and let it sit with you. See how your body experiences the response to that question. Listen to your body. And if it says yes, you have your answer. If you're wondering how in the heck you listen to your body or even how you get still enough to ask yourself a question like this, you can't be, you know, running your kid to soccer practice or, um, I don't know, on the phone with your mom while you're asking yourself this question. You need to create space to ask yourself these questions. So if you're wondering how I can even make space to ask myself these questions, I need you to get on a call with me to do a free 30-minute self-connection coaching session so I can walk you through how you can set up your own self-care ritual that feels good to you, that feels rejuvenating. And I can help you do that in a five-minute daily practice. So if you are raising your hand to that, all you need to do is go over to orchidstory.com and click on book a call. And I can help you create the white space that you need to explore these kinds of questions. Because again, you can't simply shove them into a normal day. I want you to make space to invite these questions in, okay? We're taking this seriously. This is our mental health we're talking about and our lives, like what's most important to us in our lives. So I'm going to leave you with this last point that to me is the most important point of how you figure out whether you've experienced trauma. You get to be the judge of whether an experience was traumatic or not. That's it for this week. Can't wait to be back again soon. Bye. I want to ask you, who in your life needs to hear this story today? Go ahead and share it with them. And if you love this show, leave me a rating and a review on iTunes. Head over to orchidstory.com if you want more from Orchid Story. And remember, your story is your strength.